Welcome to the Every Believer a Witness podcast. This is Evan Finch, and I'm glad you've joined us today. I believe you will be blessed as Dennis shares how to actually enjoy being a Christian. How can you enjoy the abundant life and joy Jesus said you can have? Today, we're beginning one of the most powerful series that I've ever taught in my life. In fact, it can be life-changing for so many people. So I'm glad you are listening or watching today. It's entitled, How to Actually Enjoy Being a Christian. I developed this series because I realized some time ago that most Christians aren't actually enjoying their Christian life very much. I mean, I think if we were honest and we asked most people we know, are you satisfied and enjoying your life as you follow Jesus Christ? And I believe most would say no. Um, and that's contrary to what the Lord's will is. Um, he's made it very, very clear that he wants us to live uh, a life that is full, the life that is abundant, not just eternal life, although that's pretty wonderful, but abundant life now. And as an evangelist, that's also uh, very important because how we live our lives validates or detracts from the truth that we say or the truths that we claim. Someone said the very best advertisement is a satisfied customer. And so it's important that followers of Jesus Christ be satisfied customers. I got so personally convicted a few years ago when I saw a pastor, I don't remember TV preacher, I don't remember who it was, I'd give him credit, but he said, I want the world to want what I have. Do you have a life that's so fulfilling and satisfying to you? Are you actually enjoying being a Christian so that you want other people to have what you want? If you're not, this series can be life-changing for you because the Lord said he wanted us to have eternal life and abundant life. And even the very night that he's going to be betrayed and go to the cross the next day, he said this. He said, as he's praying to the Father, that he was coming to him now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world, so they, that is his disciples, and all that would be his followers, may have the full measure of my joy within them. Uh, I was teaching this conference uh, this material at First Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee. And it was Sunday morning. They had a couple services. It was a big church and um, they had a, a full choir and they had an orchestra. And as we had sung a chorus or two or a verse or two, stanza two of a song, the minister of music stopped and I'll never forget it. He said, now, before we sing anymore, I want everyone to turn to someone around you and I want you to say, I know I don't look like it, but I have the joy of the Lord. Now, that's really, it was funny when he said it, and it's funny, and yet it's sad. You remember, perhaps, if you grew up in church singing a children's song, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. That is actually a biblical song. And what that minister of music said is kind of, uh, a, a little takeoff on that. But the fact is, Proverbs says, a happy heart, a cheerful heart, a joyful heart 
makes the face cheerful. So it really doesn't make a lot of difference what, how I tell people I'm doing. My face is like a flashing neon sign that says I'm either doing really well or I'm not doing well. I'm joyful or I'm not joyful. And so if you are experiencing anything less than the joyous, joy-filled Christian life, this is material teaching from the Word of God that can really revolutionize your life. And so how can you or I actually enjoy being a Christian? Here's the very first thing. You must know for sure that you are one. You see, I can't enjoy being something that I'm not. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I've thought many, many times I would love being a major league baseball player. Get paid money to play baseball. But I can't enjoy being a major league baseball player because I'm not one. Uh, I was watching the Daytona race recently, and I thought, ooh, I'd love to be a, a race car driver. I'd, I'd really enjoy being a race car driver. But I can't enjoy it because I'm not one. And just on a real transparent note, I'd really enjoy being a billionaire. Yes, I would, but I can't because I'm not one. And so you cannot enjoy being something that you're not or that you're not sure of. Now I've got some good news and I got some bad news here. First of all, here's the good news. The Bible is clear that God wants us to know for sure that we've passed from death to life, that we've been saved, that we're a child of God, that we're on our way to heaven, that we're born again, that we're saved, all synonyms for having that living relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Notice how it says in 1 John 5, when John was finishing up writing this first of his epistles, he said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that, in other words, he said, here's the purpose that I wrote this, so that you may know that you have eternal life. People are so sure of so many things in life and God wants us to be just as sure, even more sure that we are a Christian. So God's made it possible for us to know that we are saved, that we are a Christian, but I'm convinced, I really am. Uh, last week, I celebrated 45 years of being a follower of Jesus. Uh, in May, it'll be my 45th year being a preacher. Been blessed to preach in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of churches. And I'm convinced that most churches, <clears throat> excuse me, even evangelical churches have multitudes of people who think they're a Christian, but they're not. You say, well, Dennis, that sounds pretty judgmental, uh, saying people think they're a Christian or not. Well, let me tell you why I say that. Jesus, in his teaching, said this. He's given us a picture of what it's going to be like on Judgment Day. The Bible says that there's coming a day when we're all going to stand before God, we're all going to answer to God, and we're going to have to, the very first question is, do we have a relationship with him? Because if we do, there's a judgment for us. But yet, the Bible says in Revelation 20, everybody's going to stand before God. And they're going to be judged. And they're going to be judged about whether their name is written in the book of life or not. In other words, whether they're really a follower of Jesus. 
And Jesus says, on that judgment day, he gives us this description. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Now, so the Lord Jesus himself says, just because we call him Lord, 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 which a lot of people do, that not everyone who says that will enter the kingdom of heaven. And then it's very sobering to me. He doesn't say on that day, a few people are going to say, Lord, well, we, 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 we knew you, but they didn't. He's going to say, depart from me. Uh, he didn't say some are going to say, Lord, Lord. He said many are going to say, Lord, Lord. In other words, we're not talking about people who are atheists or people who don't claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus is saying, the people that call me Lord, there's coming a day in judgment, and they're going to say, Lord, Lord. And by the way, notice there's a little ellipsis after it says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. I put a little ellipsis in, but there are comments in there. They're going to talk about how we cast out demons or we did many wonderful works in your name. So that if we're paraphrasing it today, I think some folks would say, oh, Lord, I taught Sunday school for 40 years. Uh, Lord, I worked in child care ministry. Lord, Lord, I was a deacon. Lord, I cared for the poor. Lord, I did this. And, and he says, we did it in your name. But then in spite of all that, he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. I just read yesterday where, you know, that uh, we are saved by works. We are saved by works. But it's just not our works. <laughs> it's his work. It's his work on the cross. And then also notice what he said. They're saying, Lord, Lord, we did this for you. So they call him the right name. They've been serving, working for him. But he says, I didn't know you. See, more important than me knowing him is him knowing me. So if there is coming a day at Judgment Day when not a few but many are going to say, Lord, Lord, we did this and that, they're going to stand before him. They're not claiming they weren't believers. They're saying we're, we're, we're believers, we're Christians. That's what they think. They, they think they're okay. And yet many are not going to be okay. If that's the case, which it is because Jesus said it, that brings us to the question of how can a person know for sure they're Christian? In other words, on Judgment Day, if multitudes are going to stand before Jesus and think they're Christians, but they're not, how can you be sure that you're a Christian? That's why you do not want to miss the next podcast because we're going to answer this question, how can you know for sure that you're a Christian? If these podcasts are a blessing and encouragement to you, would you pray about becoming a monthly partner with Every Believer a Witness? We want to increase the number of podcasts we do, as well as reach more and more believers. You can make your tax-deductible gift on our website. Thank you.